Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys, because... This could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 83. And that pound of hemp has twice the protein of beef. So if you want to come back with the argument of, oh, but what about the protein? You're growing the plants and that's not the protein that we need. I'm sorry. Yes, it is. (laughs) Hemp, hemp, hooray. 
Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. We've got a fan favorite back with us today, Magda Freedomrod. You remember Magda from recent episodes on conscious eating and setting new intentions for spring. Today, she's back to talk about one of her favorite days of the year, Earth Day. One of our favorites, too. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you said that. Like, it's so obvious. Well, it's Earth Day. How can you not love Earth Day? I know. It's a day to love Mother Earth and be thankful and grateful for all that she provides. Exactly. There's so many other crazy days, but that's one that everybody can get behind. Yeah, it's not stressful. You don't have to see your family. You don't have to talk to anyone. (laughs) That's right. Just go play. Go out and hug a tree. Plant plant something. Plant a seed. Yes, agreed. Okay, so Magda is a health and environmental advocate and has been an educator for over a decade on the cutting edge of health and sustainability issues. She advocates educating yourself to make the right choices that work for you and then implementing them day by day. Yes, Magda teaches yoga, meditation, and conscious eating. You know about her class, Conscious Eating 101. We've talked about it multiple times on the show. And this is all in an effort to help raise awareness about simple ways for us all to improve ourselves and make a more positive impact on the planet. But before we get to our interview with Magda, we have to tell you about today's sponsor. Today's show is sponsored by the online summit Healing Cancer in This Century. The Healing Cancer in This Century Summit bridges the gap between modern integrative medical science, mind-body connection, energy healing science, and spiritual science, which are me and Susie's faves. (laughs) With over 1 million views from people all over the world in the last three cancer online video summits, the search for healing is still on. And I'm very excited to be a part of this year's summit, my first time, among experts like Dr. Ben Johnson, who was featured in the movie The Secret, Evita Rampart, who you know from our show, we've had her on the show to talk about how she healed her ovarian cancer, and also included in the summit is Dr. Oz's Reiki healer, Pamela Miles. That sounds like an amazing lineup. What did they interview you about, Ali? So my interview was really about the story that Food Heals Nation has heard before, losing my parents to cancer. But then we went into a lot more ways of healing holistically and ways of recognizing what emotions are causing the trauma in your life and how you're dealing with them and are they manifesting in your body. And so we talked about a lot of things that we have talked about on the podcast and a lot of things we haven't. So I'm really excited for this interview to go live. And I was really honored to be among these like incredible speakers that I, you know, I have been doing this for way longer than I have. So it's a really, really exciting lineup. And you know, this is just not another online video conference that talks about the same old treatments that we've been hearing about and using for the last six decades. This is really about exploring the connection of emotional traumas, chronic negative emotions, even child abuse as part of the root cause of cancer sometimes, and other chronic and degenerative diseases. That is fascinating. I think that really needs to be addressed, especially with cancer, and especially with cancer being so prevalent in our society. And the best part is it's completely free. Exactly. It's free. They wanted to make it accessible for everyone. You will hear from the best speakers from across the globe, including Europe, Asia, and the Americas. So just go to foodhealsnation.com slash healing cancer, and we'll tell you exactly how to sign up. Right now, it is the pre-launch. So the pre-launch goes from now until April 22nd. And during this time, you're going to get access to the preview videos. So they're going to give you a taste. (laughs) So sign up now so you don't miss out. Foodhealsnation.com slash healing cancer. And don't forget to join our Facebook group at foodhealsgroup.com. There are so many perks of being a member, right, Susie? And of course, it's 
completely free. Uh, so many perks. <laughs> but you can post questions. You can get answers directly from other like-minded people, holistic healers, experts, and just other people who may be going through the exact same thing that you're going through. Yes. And I love how supportive our group is. I know. It's a really, It's a really great community. And sometimes... We even give away free swag bags. That's true. We give away free swag, free tickets. So congratulations to the winners. The two tickets to the Take Back Your Health Conference, which happened last weekend. They went to Eva Diantino. I'm sorry. I hope I'm Dintino. not. Dintino. Okay. They went to Eva and Kelly Therese. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your names, but... They got tickets to Take Back Your Health, and they loved it. And so when you join the group, there's lots of perks. So congratulations, ladies. Yes, congratulations. The conference really was amazing. I have to say, I learned a lot. And Robin, you know Robin Shirley from the podcast, she did such a great job. She's doing these conferences twice a year, so we will keep you posted on when the next one is. And she's also doing a health and detox retreat, so we're going to have all the details coming up for you as well. So join our Facebook group to find out about all that and more at foodhealsgroup.com. Next up, our interview with Magda. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Today we are back with Magda Friedemrod. Whether you are suffering from a disease, looking to prevent developing one, or simply need guidance around sustainable health and wellness, Magda is here to guide you every step of the way. And Magda is speaking on Conscious Eating 101 in the Temple of Consciousness, as well as giving a recipe demonstration in the Learning Kitchen at the Lightning in a Bottle Festival over Labor Day weekend, May 25th through 30th. The festival takes place in Bradley, California, and you can find out more info about the festival at lightninginabottle.org. So go see Magda. We're excited for her to be here today. Welcome, Magda. Welcome back, Magda. This is your third time on the Food Heals podcast. You're officially a regular. Yippee! <laughs> I'm so honored and I'm so excited to be here. And I love the work that you ladies are doing. And I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And we love the work that you do as well. So it's mutually... <laughs> Yay, us! <laughs> Yay! Okay, so if Food Heals Nation has not heard either of your previous two podcasts, please go back and listen. But can you just give us a brief, quick overview of who you are and what you do? Sure. My company is called Visionary Lifestyle. And it's a service-based business. And it's all about helping people activate their highest potential. And I have a little menu of services and tools that I use to help people do that. So the main ones being um, conscious eating and yoga uh, along with meditation. I put it all under the umbrella of sustainable living. Yes. Beautiful. And, you know, Susie and I are huge advocates of, besides the fact that food heals, like the sustainability of our planet and everything that we're using, whether it's plastic, like how can we reduce our carbon footprint? So I know that this is a really important concept coming up because Thursday is birthday yay happy birthday <laughs> thank you it's it's my favorite day of the year <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really an environmentalist at heart and that mm-hmm. really fuels so much of my work so yeah I, I get a lot of inspiration from earth day and i really like to use it as an opportunity to help people you know focus on their impact on the planet and most people don't don't know i'd say probably 99.9 percent of people don't recognize or, or make that connection that their food choices really do in a major way impact the environment absolutely and it just came to light in the documentary i know we talked about before calspiracy where they really make the clear connection between what's on our plate and the environmental impact that basically animal agriculture is having and people have no idea we've all seen the landfill documentaries we've all seen the plastic documentaries we've seen the water documentaries Mm -hmm. people know what's going on but for the first time and this is like not for the first time because i know a lot of people have been working on this issue for a long time but i feel like it's really starting to become in the forefront it's really starting to become widespread knowledge. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. The word is getting out. And for me, when I saw um, Cowspiracy, it was a total hallelujah moment. You know, I felt like it was the sequel to An Inconvenient Truth. It was mm-hmm. this story that was left out of An Inconvenient Truth. Yes. Like when I saw that film and that shifted me, it's, it's amazing media documentaries like this can absolutely, you know, transform people's lives yeah. when you get that information that you didn't have before. And Cowspiracy has been such a gift to the world. And 
in that way for this specific issue. Um, it really inspired me to really up my game with what I teach and, and finally gave me the statistics to point to to really help clarify it and simplify it for people about w- what our impact is. And then, you know, in my course, helping people learn how to make the shift to make better choices for themselves and for the planet. Absolutely. And so if you haven't seen Cowspiracy Food Heals Nation, we highly recommend it. Um, But let's move on and really talk about what does Earth Day mean to you? What can we do? What is one thing that we can do starting on Thursday or today because it's Tuesday, so Mm -hmm. you can start before Earth Day, but to really start reducing our carbon footprint, really start loving the Mother Earth that is taking care of us. How can we take care of it? The, The simplest way to put that into a little nugget is eat more plants yeah three simple words eat more plants make it a mantra eat more plants because the more plants you eat the less animals you're going to eat and the lighter your footprint's going to be on the planet so that's a really simple way of looking at it you know we are uh, on a small planet with an exploding population. So we love our Mother Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people value the environment to some degree, right? The, the population on planet Earth has doubled since 1960. Mm-hmm. So just think about that for a minute. Since 1960, our population has doubled on the planet. That's crazy. And, yeah. I can't even imagine. Right? And if we keep going at the current growth rate, the population is going to be 11 billion by 2050. I mean, I can't even comprehend that. In 35 short years, we're going (laughs) to be at 11 billion people, 34 Mm -hmm. years. So, I mean, think about the... The, the finite resources that we have on this planet. I mean, some of them are renewable. Yes, trees are renewable, but it depends at what rate you're cutting them down. Exactly. Right? Yes, How many fish trees are, are we planting for the ones that are being exactly. cut down? Exactly. So, you know, fish fish are a renewable resource, right? But how many are you taking out? Are you doing it in a sustainable way? So um, my focus keeps coming back to sustainability and and hopefully shedding some light on the fact that food choices are a way for us to live sustainably on the planet or not. Each each bite that you take can either, you know, be um, helpful to the planet or hurtful. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about the animal agriculture and why it's detrimental to the earth? Because I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And I didn't fully understand it before. Even Mm -hmm. when I was moving towards vegetarian and vegan diet, I was doing it for the health of my own person, Mm -hmm. not for the health of the world. Mm -hmm. Then it was just, you know, icing on the cake that, hey, you're also helping the environment, but that wasn't my core reason. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, that might be their core reason Mm -hmm. when they find out the truth. Yeah, well, for me, the environment is is my biggest motivator um, to choose a plant-based diet. So in my e-course, I I talk about self-love, animal love, and plant love because Mm -hmm. uh, choosing a plant-based diet is really a way to support all of those to express love self-love animal love and planet love through your food choices so yeah so uh, I mean there's so many reasons and uh, so many ways that animal agriculture impacts the planet in a negative way Um, I've got a pretty long list so we can kind of just go through them point by point if you want yeah okay (laughs) so uh, first and foremost um, the biggest threat to our planet is climate change and animal agriculture is the leading cause of climate change. I, I'm waiting for somebody to do the math. I'm, I'm not a scientist and I'm not qualified to do the math myself, but there are people on this planet that are, and I'm waiting for someone to do the math about if everybody went vegetarian, even vegetarian, not to mention vegan, but if everybody went vegetarian overnight, what a positive impact that would have on the planet very quickly. Oh, wow. That's a good point. I can't even imagine because they say being vegan saves one animal a day. So every day you eat vegan, not that you're a vegan for the rest of your life, but every day that you eat a vegan diet, you save one animal per day. Yeah. I love that. There's so many great statistics about, you know, each each vegan meal and how many resources you save. But um, so climate change is the number one um, um, you know, a threat threat to the planet to the well, not even so much to the planet, but to the human species, because the planet can shake us off like a bunch of fleas and recover. Right. You know, I believe that Mother <laughs> Earth just might get to that point and be like, really? hey, y'all, time for you guys to get out of here. Yeah. I, I got to go, you know, heal myself now. And then, you know, <laughs> we're kind of going in that direction. Sad we're the to toxins say. that we're trying to <laughs> detox from our own bodies. We are that to Mother Earth. Mother Earth's going to say it's time for a detox. Bye. That's right. <laughs> so when we think about Earth Day this year and honoring your mother, honoring your mother earth you know a really great way to do that is to eat more plants Mm -hmm. so climate change being the biggest one because uh animal agriculture impacts climate change in so many ways 
Uh, namely, cows is a big one because the methane from the cows um, it's even more than all transportation combined. And you get all those stats when you watch Cowspiracy and, and they throw these graphs up on the screen that just blow your mind. I know. Uh, so there's, yeah, climate change. And the, the other thing that impacts climate change is uh, the deforestation that happens. Mm-hmm. And so that's happening at, you know, an acre per second. Which is you know horrifying. Decimating the rainforest, which is our medicine, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. so what that does is, there's two things. One, they're clearing, clear cutting for um, for grass fed beef. So people like to think, oh, well, I'm doing grass fed. It's, it's less of an impact. Actually, it's the opposite. It's more of an impact for grass fed because the cows live longer. So they have more, they produce more methane and they're clear cutting, you know, forests to create that land for grazing. That's one piece. The other, the, the other impact that the clear cutting is having or the reason that they're doing it is to grow the crops to feed the animals. So, right. you know, they're growing all the GMO soy and all this crap, you know, in South America, like on a huge scale, right? right? It doesn't make any sense because we're trying to feed the world and saying there's starving people out there, yet we are really using those resources to feed the cows, to feed the people that are going to buy the fast food. It is absolutely unsustainable. Absolutely. And that that's and unhealthy. A, right. And that's another one of the points on the list is the... Um, Sorry, I will stop. No, 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 don't, don't stop. But I mean, it, it's all interrelated, right? But we can, uh, you know, trying to clarify it for people and simplify it so people can really get their head around it. So mm-hmm. number one is climate change. Um, grass-fed cows produce 40 to 60% more methane. So, you know, I'm sorry, grass-fed is not solving the problem. And we're going to get to it, but that's also a land use issue. So that number one is um, is climate change. The second one is overfishing. So 90% of the ocean's big fish are already gone. Mm-hmm. So... That's so sad. Yeah, it, it's it's devastating, and you know the 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 ocean is not replenishing. People think, oh, fish. You know, there's a lot of fish in the sea, and oh, there's always more fish coming. But we're not taking them out at a sustainable rate. So that's one thing. And also, a, a, a fun fact—not so fun fact, but a fact that most people don't recognize—is um, that for every pound of seafood that is consumed. There's at least five pounds, some people say up to 100 pounds of bykill that's caught. So we're talking about whales, dolphins, endangered, you know, lots of endangered species, sea turtles, like whales get caught up in the nets, the fishing nets, you know, sharks. I mean, millions and millions of sharks. So there's bykill. So it's not just, oh, I'm just having this little piece of salmon because I want my omegas. Okay, we can get the omegas from the algae. We'll get to that. But, you know, it's not really what we're focusing on today. But, you know, the the salmon gets it from the algae. So just take the algae and leave the salmon out of the mix. Um, But the the bykill is huge. Mm -hmm. It's not just that little eight ounce piece of salmon that you're having. It's the five pounds of god knows what came you know out when they were fishing for that salmon so and i just want to bring one thing i have to point this out Mm -hmm. because we just talked to dr mcdougall recently and he did point this out and i think it's really important to mention that it's a myth that we need all these omega-3s it's a myth that we need all this protein it's a myth that we need all this dairy because those things were invented by the very companies that want to sell them to Mm -hmm. you and we all accept this as truth right but it is not true Mm -hmm. and so basically if you want to learn more about that go back and listen to our episode with dr mcdougall Mm -hmm. but if you think oh i have to have my salmon like magda said in order to get my omega-3s that is simply untrue completely Mm -hmm. untrue that is a lie that you have been fed sold and delivered and it is not true yeah well we we do need some omega-3s but we we don't need to get it from salmon and we probably right. don't need as much as you know has exactly. been fear-mongered into us like you better eat your salmon or yes. you're you're not going to be healthy you yes. know thank you for BS. clarifying that that's, that's what i was trying to say yes. yeah thank so you. Um, I have an article on CARE2 about how many, uh, if you Google my name, Magda Rod, and on CARE2, there, I have an article about omega-3s and how, or, or omegas in general, how much we need, good sources for them, etc. So that information is out there. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to the Food Heals podcast, where you'll find the tools to become a hotter, healthier, happier you. We'll be right back with Allison Melody and Susie Hardy. Have you ever thought about why the cancer epidemic is on the rise instead of decreasing? Are you wondering, as I was, are we doing the right thing in our quest to beat cancer? 
Do we need to explore how our emotions affect our health? Um, yes. <laughs> All those and many more questions are going to be answered for you, your loved ones, your family and friends in the online health summit, Healing Cancer in This Century. The Healing Cancer in This Century Summit bridges the gap between modern integrative medical science, mind-body connection, energy healing science, and spiritual science. Register for free at foodhealsnation.com slash healing cancer. At no charge, you can watch the summit with over 40 excellent, amazing, incredible speakers and educators in the fields of modern integrative cancer treatments, energy healing, Reiki healing, emotional healing, naturopathic oncology, and more. Go to foodhealsnation.com slash healing cancer and register to experience this incredible conference for free. So going back to the impact on the planet of our food choices, um, so we talked about overfishing. So as we're overfishing, we're, de- we're depleting the ocean of the fish that is having a negative impact on the planet. Another one is pollution. So huge. You look at, uh, there's a there's a great, um, God, I wish I could remember the name of it right now. Somebody did like a drone flyover video of factory farms. Oh, God. That uh, they did hog farms. I think it was North Carolina. Oh, yes. I saw this. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's gone viral. exactly what you're talking Uh, about. It's very enlightening. Yes. It's very enlightening. And what they do is they show the huge vats Mm -hmm. of waste from the pig farms. I mean, and they are... Just, just huge like football field after football field after football field of these just pools of pig waste. Right. Okay. So that stuff leaches into the groundwater. It it goes all the way into the oceans. It gets into our water system. It gets into our oceans. Um, I and mean, think about right now. Everything on the lo- on the news is about Flint, Michigan, and their toxic drinking water. But mm-hmm. what's not on the news? What's in your drinking water? Because you, if you are living close to one of these farms, that waste is that toxic, disgusting waste of the food that they the that they're feeding the cows and the growth hormones and all that shit. Excuse my French. Literally, literally, yeah, yeah is then becoming into your drinking water and. It doesn't matter how much you filter it, you can't get it all out. Right. Right. And so this is something that you see on the news and you think, oh, thank God it's not my town. It might be your town and you should look into it. That's all. Yeah. And, <laughs> not and, and, to fear monger again. Sorry. <laughs> I want to be positive. But. Yeah. No, we want, we want to focus on the solutions and we do that by raising awareness about what the problems are. So we're not going to dwell on the problems. We're going to point them out. We're going to acknowledge them. We're not going to just, you know, la la la, put our hands over our ears. Right. right? We're going to acknowledge the issues and then we're going to focus on the solutions. Yeah. So um, you figure 10 billion animals are slaughtered each year. So these animals are raised. They're they're fed resources, water and, you know, grains and different, you know, GMO GMO soy and all this crap that we're feeding them. Uh, But we're also, where does all their excrement go? I mean, you have 5,000 pigs in a warehouse. They're shitting all day long. Where is that going? Right. Mm-hmm. And in that drone um, video that I talked about, they show that they put them in these sprayers and they actually spray it on yep. the ground in these neighborhoods. Right. Yep. In these towns and people are getting sick. It's yep. like this toxic acid rain outside their door. They can't leave their house. Yeah. Food Heals Nation, watch this video because you have testimonials from human beings sitting there going, they are spraying shit on my property. We can't breathe. We can't function. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable yeah. that this is allowed to happen. So the, the poisons, the, the, it poisons the air quality, the waterways and the oceans and, um, yeah, and the, creating dead zones in the oceans, um, you know, where no life can exist. And it's like, I'm really inspired by Sea Shepherd and Paul Watson. And, you know, one of his things that he says um, is that if the oceans die, we die. And so we are killing the oceans by overfishing and by putting all this pollution from all the animal agriculture into into the oceans. Um, And so that leads into ocean acidification, you know, so all of these things, you know, add to ocean acidification, which, you know, our oceans are more acidic than they were 300 million years ago. And at, at that time, 300 million years ago, the, the oceans were so toxic that um, all life became extinct and it, it, in, in the ocean. It took it 30 million years to recover. Mm. So us as humans here, we need those oceans. We need that oxygen. We need the oceans for us to survive. And, you know, we're dangerously close to where or, or we're, it's over now what it was 300 million years ago when everything went extinct. So we really need to to pull back from the animal agriculture to preserve the health of our oceans. Um, Another point uh, about how animal agriculture is negatively impacting our sweet mother earth 
is um, species extinction and habitat destruction. So animal agriculture is actually the leading cause of these things. And um, like most people probably don't recognize that, that the koala is slated to go extinct. You know, that sweet little, you the know, koala. teddy bear from Australia slated to go extinct by 2030 because Whoa. of the grass fed beef demand. So they're clear cutting their habitat you know, New Zealand, Australia, and they don't have anywhere to live. So you, you, can, you can Google it and you can see a picture of a decimated forest mm. with a little koala sitting there going, where am I supposed to live? You oh know? my God. So, I mean, you know, if you love koalas, stop eating meat, <laughs> stop eating grass-fed beef specifically. Mm. So yeah, right now we're currently witnessing and participating essentially in the largest mass extinction in human history. So there is a great um, there's a great film called Racing Extinction by mm-hmm. Louis Feizos, who was uh, the um, Oscar winner for The Cove mm-hmm. uh, a few years back. So his newest film is is called Racing Extinction, and it is extremely eye opening. And so talking about you know showing how many how many species are going extinct. I mean we're losing thousands of species every single day, mm-hmm. and it's you know. Um, habitat destruction uh, is a, is a huge piece of that, and that's you know caused by animal agriculture. So I haven't seen that film yet. Is it available on Netflix? How can we watch it? I don't think it's on Netflix. Um, I believe it's on iTunes though. Okay, so you can just rent it or buy it on iTunes. Right. Okay. Right. Great. Uh, so another another way that animal agriculture is negatively impacting the planet or really putting a toll on our natural resources is fresh water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're on a planet plagued with drought. We're in California right now. We have stage three water emergency. Everybody's, you know, saying take shorter showers, you know, if it's if it's mellow, if it's yellow, lit up mellow, mm-hmm. like all this stuff, right? <laughs> You're saving two gallons at a time, whatever, when you do that. Well, you know, a pound of beef takes 2,500 gallons of water to produce, 2,500 to 5,000 gallons of water. So each vegan meal, you leave animals off your plate and you're saving 500 gallons of water right there. So, you know, if you're not eating the animals, and yeah, you can take a two minute longer shower, you know, and you're still doing a lot of good for the environment. I have a funny story about this. I was at this like environmental event um, last summer, I believe, in LA and James Cameron was presenting an award to Jessica Alva for the Honest Company for being an eco-friendly sustainable business Mm -hmm. and um, it was right when all the stuff about the drought was coming out and you know LADWP is telling everyone to take shorter showers and to not water their grass and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and James Cameron took to the podium uh, in his speech of giving this award to Jessica Alva and completely sidetracked and was like "All right, everyone you want to know the truth? If you stop taking, sh- he goes, they're telling you to stop taking short, shorter showers. He goes, fuck that. Don't eat meat. And it was like, mic drop, walk away. Like, it was like, everyone was like, ah, cheering. And like, I understand that. I don't know if everyone did, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Taking shorter showers is a drop in the ocean. Right. Let's make waves. Right. Absolutely. And and people don't have this information, but it's like it's like a baby that can't be unborn. Once you learn that, once you learn that, you know, each quarter pounder that you're eating is 660 gallons of water, you know, have the hemp burger and save 500 gallons of water right there. That easy. Love it. You know, so drought is huge. So 50 percent of the water in the United States is used for animal agriculture. 50 percent. 50 percent. Yeah. unbelievable yeah and you know alfalfa is a huge water hog and we're growing that all over california and shipping it to china to feed animals okay yeah it's it's cray cray so when you start figuring that out it's easy to start making better better choices so things like grains like you know quinoa and rice whatever uh about 100 to 130 gallons of water or um greens are like approximately 30 gallons so if you're going to have a pound of kale it's like 30 gallons of water you know even hemp is 50 to 100 gallons of water per pound and that pound of hemp has twice the protein of beef so if you want to come back with the argument of oh but what about the protein you're growing the plants and that's not the protein that we need i'm sorry yes it is (laughs) hemp hemp hooray hemp is my favorite food you may you may remember from previous podcasts with me yes hemp hemp hooray i remember we'll save the world (laughs) eat more hemp so yeah you know switch the hamburger for a hemp burger is something that i often say i mean that 
one simple shift right there can literally save the world. If everybody changed their hamburger for a hamburger today, I mean, the the planet would transform so quickly in a positive direction on so many levels. Absolutely, I love that. So always trying to simplify the solution aspect here. Uh, so another thing um, is food security and world hunger. So as we're honoring our Mother Earth and everyone that we share her with, our brothers and sisters around the world, um, sorry, Monsanto, we don't need you to feed the world. All we need to do is get people to eat more plants and less animals. So, you know, 16 pounds of grain to produce one pound of meat is what it takes. So we're talking about GMO soy. We're talking about GMO corn. This is the crap that we're growing. 16 pounds of that to create one pound of beef. So it's just from a resource standpoint and it's super inefficient to eat animals and we don't need the the protein and the things from the animal products everything that we need for our body temple can be provided by the plant kingdom absolutely and it's the most healing way to eat when you're talking about healing reversing something such as diabetes reversing something such as cancer reversing something such as an autoimmune disease Mm -hmm. is the most healing way to eat and it's been proven over and over and over right it's just not in the mass media it's not in the news but it's happening every single day because there's the lobbyists and there's the vested interests that are profiting off of our our demise you know (laughs) literally i mean it's it's a sick care system it's not a health care system we have it's like let's make them sick let's you know, profit off of making them sick yes. and then profit off of trying to make them better through the pharmaceuticals and yeah. all this baloney that we know. So so there's that. And then you look at how much of that of those crops that are being grown are GMO. And so not only are the GMOs unhealthy for us, but they're unhealthy for the planet because what is it? Oh, it's, it's made to withstand more pesticides. So mm-hmm. let's dump a whole bunch of extra poison on those crops. So yeah. Mother Earth doesn't like that. No, let's honor not. our mother and eat more <laughs> plants, organic plants, and um, less animals. Honor your mother, eat more plants. That's, a, that's a tweetable Earth right there. Day. Tweet it. <laughs> to Magda. What's your Twitter? What's your handle? Visionary underscore guide. Visionary underscore guide and tweet it to at Food Heals Nation. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> right. So uh, another point is land use. So land use is about how much land we're using to grow food, right? So 216,000 people are born on the planet every day. We need approximately 34,000 acres of farmable land to feed these people, okay? The planet's not getting bigger, but the population is getting bigger. So we need to be more efficient, right? So... I, this is one of the statistics that came from um, from Cowspiracy and Dr. Openlander is the um, scientist who, or the researcher who really came up with all these statistics and did all the research. And um, I'm just so blown away by these statistics and so grateful to have them because it really, uh, if you pay attention, it can be a major wake up call. So yes. you look at things like you can take an acre and a half of land and you can grow either 375 pounds of meat, also known as one cow, or 37,000 pounds of plants. Wow. So we're talking about 100 times more efficiency, okay? 100 times more volume. And those plants can be, you know, kale and quinoa mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Quinoa is a complete protein, right? So we don't need the animal protein. We can get it from quinoa. Right. And it's got a whole bunch of other uh, great nutrition in there for us as well. Um, So land use is is huge. We have a planet that's that's not getting bigger and a population that is. We need to become really way more efficient with what we're growing and how we're growing it. So grow plants, not animals. Honor your mother. (laughs) Love it. Right. Love it. Um, So, yeah, another point we we touched on a little bit earlier is the Amazon rainforest. Mm So it's the lungs of the planet. We can't live without it. We need it to survive. We are decimating it at an acre a second. That is our medicine. Only 1% of the plants from the Amazon have actually been studied. So 1%. And look at how much benefit we've gotten from that 1%. 91% of the Amazon has been decimated for animal agriculture. And do you know the percent of how soon it will actually be gone at the rate that we're going? Is that Has anyone said, said that? I, I don't know. It's I haven't terrifying. heard that number, if, but it's it's If 91% it is, is gone and we're losing an acre a second, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that it's going to be much longer. Well, about 17% of it has been lost in the last 50 years alone. Oh my God. So yeah, we're right there. We're right there. We need to stop now. 
Yeah. That's why I keep saying it's like if we just switch from from plants or from animals to plants today, the the earth can and will regenerate itself very quickly. Yes. It's just like the body. The earth will regenerate itself. The body will regenerate itself. It just needs the tools. Yeah. So let's give it the tools and not take away the tools and put toxins in it. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. It's kind of a no brainer when you look at it that way, isn't it? (laughs) It's really interesting, the parallels between the two. Just thinking about it now, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Make the connection. That's one of my favorite hashtags, too, is make the connection. Yeah. Uh, Another one of my favorite hashtags is the solution is on your plate. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about all these major problems of the world, world hunger, climate change, ocean acidification, right? Uh, Loss of biodiversity, all these things, major issues on the planet that that directly relate to our sustainability as a species, right? And the solution is on your plate. Yeah. All these huge problems can be fixed with one simple solution. And you know what I find really interesting, Magda? Tell me if you've come across this, that people don't think that their one action or their one change will make a difference, but yet we run out to the polls to vote for a president. And I think personally that your your action of choosing to reduce your plastic, to eat more plants, to have an impact on the environment, every single action, to vote with your dollar by shopping for sustainable products, for shopping for vegan products, for shopping for fruits and vegetables, that is voting much more than it is going to the polls and voting for president because you're going to have such a bigger impact. But yet people will stand in line and and will put so much stock into that and will put mm-hmm. so much fight into that and will convince their friends about why they have to vote for this candidate and blah, blah, blah. When you can vote every single day, every single minute of your life by what you're putting on your plate. Like you said, the solution is on the plate. Absolutely. 100% agree with you. We we do have more power than we realize that. And that's one of the things I, I like to teach in the e-course is that our choices are super powerful. When you just look at even just that one statistic, each meal that you don't have animals on your plate, you're saving approximately 500 gallons of water, you know, on a planet that is plagued with with drought and, you know, needing more fresh water. It's it's, it's just a no-brainer. I mean, every single day you can save 1,500 gallons of water just by not eating animals, you know? It's amazing. It, it's a simple solution. Yeah. It's just got to get people out of that matrix uh, mindset and that, that societal conditioning that we've all been quite literally force-fed, yeah. you know, by all the lobbyists and the dairy industry and the Cattlemen's Beef Association and all of these, you know, associations that are profiting on, you know, making us sick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so sad, but it's so true. It's so true. But the good news is, and, and this is what, what, what it was for me, like, you know, when this was all just really percolating and, and coming into my awareness and cowspiracy was a big part of it for me. You know, I've talked to Kip Anderson and I, I've told him my story like, wow, total hallelujah moment for me when, when that film came out, because it's just people can sit down in an hour and a half and get a crash course and all this stuff. That's yes. all the stuff that I'm talking about is in the film. So an important point to make is that our personal choices are actually very powerful. And the more people we can get this message to and the more people that we can inspire to shift in this direction of eating more plants and less animals, the faster the world can heal. So honor your mother, eat more plants. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, one more point that I want to make is... um, what I teach in Conscious Eating 101 is that the whole program is based on ahimsa, which is a Sanskrit term that means essentially do no harm. It's nonviolence. And we can absolutely practice ahimsa with our food choices. And we can do no harm to the planet by choosing plants over animals. And, you know, it, it's funny, like sometimes the, the, the carnivore argument is, well, well, you're eating plants and they feel pain too. And, you know, like there's scientific studies and there is, you know, YouTube videos about how plants feel pain and everything. Mm-hmm. So my, my comeback to that is um, plants don't have a nervous system and they don't have a brain and they don't bleed, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, a cow has a nervous system and bleeds and feels pain. Maybe a plant does feel pain. Maybe the broccoli does feel the pain when you when you chop it off the stalk. Um, but very difficult to determine. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But if, you, if you're worried about plants feeling pain, recognize that 16 pounds of plants are required for every pound of meat that you consume. Right. So my 
focus is living as lightly on the planet as possible. Ahimsa, do no harm. Do the minimum amount of harm possible. The minimum amount of harm is eating plants, not animals. Absolutely. And, you know, I think of it not, I don't know if there's any science behind the the plants feeling pain. I have no idea, so I'm not going to speak to that. But the fact is that I can see with my own eyes the difference between a living plant and a living animal. I have two dogs who are my heart and soul. Mm -hmm. I love them so much. There is nothing that they can do wrong. Like I have, I cuddle them, I play with them, I walk them, I want to make them happy. Like they are my pride and joy. And here we are as a society eating pigs every day Mm -hmm. and pigs are more intelligent and just as cuddly and loving as dogs have a higher intelligence level so we're not domesticating them we're not some people are i mean some people have pet pigs i'm not saying they don't but in general right why is this why aren't we making that connection why is it okay for me to have a pet dog and for me to kill a pig now i would never do that because i'm vegetarian but right you know what i'm saying i'm vegan but the point is, is like, why aren't people making that connection? You're ta- if, if, a, if a meat eater wants to tell me, well, oh, the, the broccoli suffers, I'm going to go look into a pig's eyes and mm-hmm. pet it before you eat it. And then tell me if you're going to eat meat again. You're not. Right, right. It's, it's called selective compassion. Yeah. I'm an animal lover. I love my dog. I love my cat, but I eat my pigs and chickens. Yeah. You know, not my pigs and chickens, but the Some, pigs and chickens. Yeah. Or, or it's actually not pigs and chicken. It, it's um, pork and poultry. Right, right, right. It's like people don't even call it the animal by the name a lot of the right. time. Right. It's pork, not pig. Yeah. So, you know, it's beef, not cow. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the way that we disassociate ourselves. That's part of the, or desensitize ourselves and that's that's all by design you know what I mean this is societal conditioning you know on a very deep level so yeah as we talk about ahimsa it's you know honoring mother earth it's doing no harm doing as less harm walking as lightly as possible on the planet a good way to do that is to eat more plants and less animals and then also under that umbrella of ahimsa is doing no harm to yourself which Mm -hmm. we know full well by this point that consuming animal products is detrimental to your health. So if you want to practice ahimsa towards yourself, eating more plants, which are full of the vitamins and fiber and all those phytonutrients that we need and less animals, which are detrimental to our health and leading to the major you know, diseases that are decimating our society um, is, is the right way to go. So ahimsa and then also the, you know, the animals, we can't leave that out, right? So as we're slaughtering you know, 10 billion animals a year, you know, 17 million chickens per minute in the United States. Oh my God. That's a lot of harm. That's a lot of suffering. It's not only that moment that they're slaughtered, it's their entire life leading up to it. And, you know, don't talk to me about humane slaughter and, you know, yeah. cage-free. I'm sorry. It There's plenty of information really out there that, that's that's just marketing BS to get you to feel okay about making that choice. Right. So it's all yeah. marketing. Yeah. So ahimsa is is a really good a kind of nugget for people to keep coming back to. It's again, it's that self love, animal love, and planet love. It all comes under that umbrella of ahimsa. So doing no harm. And you know, for this episode today and for this time of the year, focusing on Earth Day, a lot of people, you know, want to go out and you know march, you know, against climate change and you know change, you know, drive a Prius instead of a Hummer. Well, you know what? You can actually do a lot more good for the planet by eating plants instead of animals, rather than you know, like what's one, that one quote, um, something about like, you can live lighter on the planet by, you know, being a vegan Hummer driver <laughs> than, <laughs> than being a carnivorous Prius driver. Right, right. You know, it's like the, the transportation is only 13 percent. Uh, contributing 13% to, of greenhouse gases to, you know, to, towards climate change, whereas animal agriculture, there's a lot of lot of variations on what that number is. The number that I believe is about 51% mm-hmm. of climate change is being induced by animal agriculture. So yeah. again, change that hamburger for a hemp burger, and you know, change the world right there. Do your part. Yeah. If you want to drive a Prius, that's fabulous, but make sure the rest of your priorities are in line. You know, like. There's so much more you can do and so much of more of a difference that you can make by just making these simple choices. And it's okay if you need to take it slowly, if you're not ready to be vegan by Earth Day. We're not saying you have to be, but Magda's got a great program to help you. <laughs> Tell us about your six-week program. Yeah, it's Conscious Eating 101 is my e-course. It's a six-week program. It's 15 lessons. I have got about 20 recipes in there. Uh, there's lots of fun homework and different things to help you deepen your knowledge on it. There's video 
videos. Um, there's uh, PDFs for all the lessons that people can download and keep and uh, refer to as needed. Uh, so everything's written down and everything's in video form as well. And it, it's different lessons. It's like, you know, there's the dairy lesson, there's the protein lesson, there's the greens lesson, there's the equipping the kitchen lesson, because we got to give people the tools that they need to transition into the lifestyle of more plants, less animals. So mm-hmm. I have it, you know, years and years of uh, wisdom that I've accumulated on my journey to becoming, you know, vegan. I don't actually put myself under the umbrella of vegan. I really like to focus on plant-based. I just, if there's one thing that I can drill into people, you know, eat more plants, eat more plants, eat more plants, you know. Well, it's just like marketing. People are scared of the word vegan. And I understand that because I used to be. I used to be like, oh, that means I can't eat anything. Right. Obviously, I was clueless. And now I'm like, there's so many wonderful foods I never knew about. Right. And that's part of the excitement. Right. But if you want to take the word out, you can just say Mm plant-based. Mostly plants, people, you're going to feel better. You're going to look better. Okay. You're going to feel so much more energy you're going to be doing so much for the planet and you're going to be saving one animal per day every day that you eat plant-based yeah so many resources that you're going to save by yeah. by being plant-based it's like one eleventh of the resources like overall in general eating a, a, a vegan or a plant-based diet over you know an omnivorous diet you're you're using about one eleventh of the resources mm. so that's 10 more people that can be on the planet along with you when yeah. you're eating that way and look <laughs> at the population explosion we got to look at that right yeah. i mean this is really important we need to minimize you know uh, how much we're using our earth's resources because they are not regenerating as quickly as we're taking them out and the population is exploding and, and it can get really scary so i mean it I don't want to live in, in fear. I want to live in solution. You know, yeah. so here's the solution. Conscious Eating 101, you know, go to go to my website and get it and and be part of the solution. Conscious Eating is a way to be part of the solution, to honor your mother, to honor yourself, to honor the animals, you know, self-love, animal love, planet love. So beautiful. All right. How can everyone stalk you on Twitter, Facebook, find you online? <laughs> I am on just about every social media platform, which you can link to uh, through my main website, which is visionary-lifestyle.com. Uh, I have a blog there. I have lots of recipes. I have a free ebook. You can just go on there and get my free ebook uh, that links to all my social media. I'm on almost every platform, as I said. And then I also have consciouseating101.com, and that's the site that's dedicated just to the e-course. And you can also get my free ebook there. So if you if you know you want to go for the course, just go straight to Conscious Eating 101. If you want to learn more about me and the other things that I offer, my yoga, meditation, all my different services, um, that's all on visionary-lifestyle.com. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. Third time guest. Yippee! Third time's a charm. Happy Earth Day. Honor your mother. Eat more plants. Happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately.